I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Be Careful Out There. I'm Chris. And I'm Kelsey. And today we've got two creepy encounter stories for you. But first, I wanted to tell you about something weird that happened to me the other day. Oh no, what happened? So I was delivering these prescription packages like through Uber Eats. Um, It's through a company called like Script Drop. But I went to Safeway, got like 13 packages and we're delivering them around. And the first woman I delivered to, she was like a super frail, really old lady. But I swear to God, she has the deepest voice I've ever heard. It literally sounded like she was possessed by a demon. When I rang the doorbell and like she spoke, I was like super creeped out just at the voice before she came to the door. And like it honestly sounded like a man. And then when she opened the door, it was just this tiny, frail lady. And like, Like, so frail that, like, she couldn't really look up. Like, her head was just kind of, like, down the whole time while she was talking to me. There's uh, an ad that I've been hearing. I'm not going to say, like, which company it's for. But um, it's, like, on some (laughs) of the podcasts that I listen to. And it's a guy who's like, I have the deepest voice in the world. And I, I often get hired to do these advertisements and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
you might be the man with the deepest voice in the world, but you're not the person with the deepest voice in the world after I heard that. She should get into voice acting. Well, you know um, what? I'm just imagining like the teacher from the first Percy Jackson book. Like, do you know who I'm talking about? No. Okay. The one that like, okay, just think about like the movie and how the teacher just like starts going crazy. This old lady like acting like she's demon possessed. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's I, exactly who I'm picturing. I was uh I was actually more Sorry. so Do you not know the teacher's name? It was like Mrs. Hobbs or something like that. I don't remember like the super minor characters. Uh I was more so thinking of like in the Deathly Hallows when they meet like the old frail woman but it turns out to actually be the snake, the snake. in disguise. Yeah. I, I was feeling like it was kind of like that, that this old woman was just like actually possessed by a demon. Well, I mean, okay, so last night I finally got a good night's sleep after like three nights. And I have a couple of nightmares, okay? One in which I am demon possessed. And like, I don't remember feeling any different. I just remember everybody around me telling me that I needed an exorcism. So I went along with it. And... Yeah, I didn't actually get to that part. I woke up before the actual exorcism, but I just thought that was interesting that I needed one. That's such a weird dream. Yeah, you were saying that that um, lady should uh, get into voice acting. I'll just say that if she ever gets into true crime podcasting, we'll just retire because she she just wins. We'll just bring her on and you'll never hear from us again. <laughs> yeah, if you like... If she got into if she got into podcasting, she just wins podcast. Everybody else should just retire, at least for a couple of years. I mean, she looked like she was like 95. Props to her. All right. So my story's called Found My Stalker Sitting at My Dining Table. I'm 31 now, but this took place when I was roughly 18 to 20. For the majority of my career, I've been a support worker. This involves supporting adults with learning disabilities and health issues in their own homes and out in the community basically with all and any aspects of their lives. The job involves long hours and often sleepovers or waking nights. In this case, the other two staff members went home at 8 or 10 p.m., depending on if the service users were overnighting with their parents, which was a regular occurrence, and the sleepover would stay with the remaining clients in case they had a health concern or needed support with something overnight. At the time, I was working in a service with three young men, who were very active within their community. This meant I was also very active in their community, out and about all the time helping them to and fro or during college, work, or recreation. We got the bus a lot because they had concession passes. I live in the UK and can't drive, so I commute to and from work on public transport. Keeping watch. The service we worked in was based across the road from a nursing home or possibly a respite center. To this day, I'm unsure what it actually is or was. This building had parking spaces outside it intended for that faculty, but after certain hours, anyone could use it. At 10 p.m. every night, I was on shift. Whether I was a sleepover or finishing for the day, a car would park across from us and shine its high beams right through our window. This would also light up the adjacent front door so anyone interested could see who was leaving. Even though the clients were in bed by this time, there was still a lot to do for the remaining staff member, like ensuring the property was secure and the fire doors throughout the house were closed, etc. Just general health and safety things. So a car across the road blinding our staff as they left was low down on the list of concerns. 
Personally, I assume that it was also the facility staff going home. 10 p.m. is a normal finishing time in the care sector. This went on for a few months before one eagle-eyed colleague told me this happened only on days when I would come to work. We made a joke about how I had a fancy man picking me up, but I wrote it off. Charting my movements. Not really an event, but whilst out and about with the people I supported, they would often say my name, that man is looking at you. My service users were young men who liked a joke and had limited mental capacity, so often their jokes didn't seem like jokes, but were intended as such. This started with one client specifically. I worked with him more than the others because I was his key worker, which meant I had additional duties relating to that client, like arranging special outings and events. But before long, they were all telling me that there was a man who was staring at me or following me. They often said this in crowded public areas, and because they struggled to communicate, they could never describe him fully, but one of them said it was always the same man, and they gave the odd vague detail, which we pieced together into a wider description, and will be relevant later. Again, the other staff found it odd. This behavior was only directed at me. They never said this to anyone else, though they did say it in the presence of other staff if I was a part of the group. The escalation. This event had such an impact that I still don't use public transport alone in the evening. I got a call from the mother of the person I was supporting that day. He had earlier gone for a visit to his parents and his brother was home from uni, so they decided he would sleep over so he could spend the following day with his brother. It was 7.30 p.m. and dark because it was winter. I had worked over my contracted hours that month as we were short-staffed, so I called our on-call manager who offered me an early finish. I did all the admin CQC required us to do daily, cheeredly said goodbye to everyone before leaving to catch the 8 p.m. bus. It had been laundry day, so I had been ironing and hadn't eaten the food I'd brought with me. I called my partner at the time, and because I had to pass through the city, I decided to grab KFC and pick up the newest GOT book, Dance of Dragons, which I had pre-ordered from Waterstones as it was December and the shops were open late for Christmas. I got off the bus, wearing my headphones as usual, picked up the book, walked down to the KFC which was next to the metro station, got my food, and was on my way down the steps to the ticket barrier. Halfway down the steps, I had a tap on my shoulder. I had my hands full of chicken, so I turned, unable to take my headphones out, to see a man who I assumed was asking about which line he should be on or something. Anyway, I tried to brush him off, but he followed me to the barrier. He bought a ticket, but I had a pass, which I scanned, but he ran down the escalator to catch up with me. As I was sitting on the platform, he sat next to me. It was late, and people were sparse and spread out. It was super uncomfortable that he had all this space and chose to invade mine. Having a seat for my chicken, I took a headphone out because he seemed angry with me. He was rambling, but in a nutshell, he told me he has seen me about often with different men. People I was supporting, I assume. Sometimes I'm in a group with much older people. I assume my coworkers, as I was the youngest one employed there. He said a lot of odd things which didn't actually register as creepy until I got home. He said, I live on the road I work on and often go between two houses. At the time, we had another service a few doors up, again with three young men. That was my original service, but it was better conditions at my current service, so I had hopped over when they needed staff. It was ran by the same company. 
as I knew the service users I'd often cover there if they needed me, rather than call the agency staff. He described my commute, including times, the clothing I wore, dress code, that I was either with someone or had headphones in. He said my hair changed a lot. I had semi-permanent colors that I changed regularly. There was a lot that looking back indicated he had been watching me for a while, but I was tired and he was rambling and I just wanted him to go away. He was inexplicably angry at me and saying that he just wanted to look after me and that I kept ignoring him. This was the first time I had ever seen this man. I can't remember how I responded exactly, but I basically told him he had the wrong person. However, it did freak me out enough that I changed lines and metros a few times. I was on the phone with my partner the whole time after I got on the metro. He followed me at first, at a distance, the next car over, but eventually lost track of me. He was unable to describe anything I did after the city center, so I think this was the first time he had followed me beyond my changeover from bus to metro. I did end up safely home that night, but over an hour late with cold chicken. I told my manager about this and she gave me a personal alarm. I hadn't yet connected it to prior events, so I just let it go thinking that this was a one-off. The final event. I was either not at work or on annual leave and only have a vague recollection about hearing about this event. In fact, I had forgotten it entirely until a coworker at the time and current friend reminded me. I can submit a screenshot to admins for verification, but because it took place in a vulnerable person's home, I don't want to post it here, plus it contains names of staff members, which is against the rules. Two of my coworkers were upstairs sorting out medication. They came down to find a man, the same ethnicity, and we later confirmed it was the same general description as my stalker. He was sat at the table. The guys we supported were in their rooms, so downstairs had been empty. As you can imagine, they were quite shocked. This was a secure service that protected multiple vulnerable adults. He had managed to bypass multiple doors, of which were both locked and alarmed. He was just sitting in silence, looking around the room. We still don't know how he got in, but he didn't respond to their questions, and after a while, just got up and left without saying a word. This obviously got reported, but nothing was really done about it. The company was one of the first I had worked for, so I didn't know better, but it's just general shit. At the time, the other staff assumed he was an agency staff member who maybe had the wrong house and was meant to go to the other service a few doors up, but he didn't present them with the ID when asked. I'm not sure why they didn't call the police, because I would have. Shortly after this event, I got offered a new job in a different city, meaning I left the area entirely for about five years. Now I live back in the same vicinity, but different area, and with a different name through marriage. I also look a lot different now, as I'm old and ghastly. I have never seen the man again. I can't prove that these events were connected, just the description of the man was consistent across them all. After the metro incident, I started getting taxis home because I was so afraid, which I still do if I'm out late. I'm now also vulnerable as I myself am now disabled. Luckily, I work a 9-to-5 job, which is based from home, since the pandemic. Uh, good for her. I love how the first comment says 31, old and ghastly, question mark? No way. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Um, I just want to clarify, did you say that she, like, had no recollection of that until somebody reminded her? 
yeah, um, she had no recollection of the guy being in the service home because she wasn't actually there oh, that okay. day. She was just told about it. So okay. she probably forgot about it because she wasn't, oh, she right. didn't feel the terror of like walking down there and like actually seeing him sitting okay. there. Gotcha. That's why she said she's not 100% sure that it's yeah. the same person, but that it did have the same general description. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. I think I misunderstood that a little. Yeah, that's wild that they didn't call the police. (laughs) Yeah. But also it's like, yeah, I feel like in most situations, like when you're being stalked, there's almost nothing you can do. Yeah, the police don't really do anything about it. The thing is, if if you have something like that happen where they actually like break into your place of work, it seems like that would be the one time that maybe something could be done about it. Yeah, because it would at that point it would be like breaking and entering. Yeah. But most of the time, even breaking and entering, like the fact that nobody was harmed and nothing was stolen, I don't even think they would go to jail. They would maybe get arrested, but probably just get released That's a couple days bullshit. later. And the thing is, if you're being stalked, really all the police can do is like help you get like a restraining order. But that's honestly just a piece of paper. <gasps> and it's like, it, it's something that um, I remember my dad used to say this a lot when I was a kid, that like a lock on a door only keeps an honest person out because like a lock isn't going to keep a criminal out. Like they're going to find a way to pick the lock or break the lock or break through the door or whatever. Um, so it's like, yeah, if someone's stalking you, you can get a restraining order, but that's literally just a piece of paper. I just looked it up and like here in Oregon, a restraining order only lasts for one year. Wow. So you have to renew it like every year. I'm I wonder, trying to figure out like how often are these broken? Probably a lot. For, but I can't really find anything definitive. I mean, if you really think about it, the kind of person that would stalk you is probably not the kind of person that's going to care to follow exactly. those rules. That's what I was thinking. There are a large portion of um, restraining orders that it's like, somebody's like verbally harassing you like maybe a family member that you don't want to have contact with anymore is like been harassing you or bugging you or whatever and then um you get a restraining order against them and like a lot of times in that case like if it's just like a verbal exchange that got out of hand and you just don't want to talk to them anymore a lot of times those restraining orders will get followed because those usually aren't people that are like mentally ill But, like, if it's, like, full-on stalking, like, that's probably some sort of mental illness. And then those people are very unlikely to, like, follow the actual restraining order. I hate that people have to, like, live in fear with people threatening them. I just wish something could be done. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. About it. Okay, so I have a real life encounter story as well. It is called Never Going Back to That Lake Alone. I have several stories to share that fit the let's not meet category, but I'll start with the most recent. Yesterday, I took my son fishing. He wanted to go to a nearby lake that we haven't been to in quite some time. It's not known to be a great area. For some background, the last time we went, about a year ago, a car drove by and screamed, Nice ass! at me, while I stood there with my young son. This kind of garbage behavior is unfortunately expected in the area. It's also known to be a late-night hookup spot, as well as a late-night drug deal location. Due to the lake's reputation, I had made a deal with my dad that I wouldn't stay there past 4 p.m. without him. On to the story. My 12-year-old son, who looks much younger than he is, and I pulled up at our favorite fishing spot, a small pond on the opposite side of the road as the lake. Almost immediately, an older gentleman approached us asking if there were fish in the pond. I replied that we had just gotten started, so nothing yet, but that we had caught fish in the pond on plenty of other occasions. He thanked us for the information and returned to his spot on the other side of the road. About 15 minutes later, another younger man approaches the older man with a dog. I can see and hear them chatting, but they've made no move to involve us in the conversation, which I'm glad for. I just want to enjoy a day with my son. Unfortunately, the water in the pond was incredibly low and murky, and I could tell we weren't going to have any luck. I told my son to pack it up and we'll try another spot on the other side of the lake. As we begin packing our gear into the trunk, the younger man yells over, Sorry if my dog and I ran you off. I tell him it's no problem and we were simply moving to a better fishing spot. He then starts telling me how nice it is to see a mom taking her kid fishing, how you don't see that very often, etc. I get this a lot, so I'm pretty used to it. We have a short conversation about it as I pack up and then I move towards the driver's side doors to depart. Before I can leave, the younger man starts up another conversation, this time asking me how old I think he is. This feels strange to me, but I'm nice to a fault sometimes, so I answer his question. I tell him I'm a horrible judge of age, but maybe 25? He tells me he's 38 and I'm too kind, and I laugh it off, saying something like, I work with teenagers, so they always guess me well above my age just to be mean. He asks where I work, and I stupidly tell him my city. Turns out he lives there too, and starts going on and on about how he got a free apartment on such and such street because his baby mama kicked him out of their house. I think he's talking about some kind of government assistance program. Weird flex, but okay, man. At this point, I'm standing by the car door with my hand on the handle, and my son is already in the back seat. This guy can't take the hint and starts telling me all about his awful baby mama and how women are supposed to be submissive, quiet, and do what they're told. He specifically said, I mean, it's cool that you can bait a hook or whatever, but you're still a woman. (laughs) Now my alarm bells are blaring. This guy struck up a conversation by commending me for doing a typically dad thing with my kid. 
Now he's putting me down for the same thing. He's gone from being overly friendly and complimentary to agitated and ranting. I should have been rude and just got in the car and left, but I've unfortunately been conditioned, like many women, to be polite even when we're uncomfortable. Instead, I start making comments in the hopes he'll see I'm not some meek, submissive woman who's going to agree with him. After all, I'm a tatted-up chick with an eyebrow piercing and two lip piercings. I don't exactly look like a submissive little housewife. I guess I was trying to make him just as uncomfortable as he made me, in the hopes he'd leave me alone. After he says women shouldn't be loud or opinionated, I tell him, oh, well, you wouldn't like me at all. (laughs) He tries to backpedal, saying, I mean, it's okay to be loud, I guess, but don't try that with your man, you know? I say, my man doesn't tell me shit, I do what I want. This kind of back and forth goes on for a while before he finally shakes his head and says, I just don't understand what kind of a woman would act like that. I reply, a strong one. As soon as the words left my mouth, the older gentleman yells from his spot on the bank, Yeah! Say that again, honey! This distracted the creep long enough for me to hop in the car and lock the doors. I still don't feel safe, though. Unbeknownst to Creepazoid, only two of my car doors actually have functioning locks. But at least they're the two on his side. I put the key in the ignition and turn. No dice. Nothing. Of all the times for my car to act up, it chooses now. Panic has now set in. As I repeatedly try to start my car, I can see him out of the corner of my eye. He's taken notice of my car troubles and is trying to get my attention. As he takes a few steps towards my car, the engine finally roars to life and I peel out of there. Only then do I let my composure crumble and have a long talk with my son about what just happened. To the older gentleman who took notice of my discomfort and provided a distraction, I'd gladly meet with you again any day. To the younger, misogynistic creep, I don't know if I was actually in any danger from you, but my gut said I was. Let's never meet again. Oh, and to my dad, I'll make you a new deal. I'm never going to that lake alone again, regardless of the time of day. Dude, what a trash can of a person. This is actually so scary. This is every woman's worst nightmare. Just like being pulled into a conversation that you just have no interest in. Like it doesn't even matter what the fuck he was saying. Like she even said she was just there trying to fish with her son. She didn't want to talk to anyone. She politely like declined the conversation and then he just started it back up again. Dude, what a trash can of a person. This used to happen to me all the time. Like I swear to God, like I worked at a play, I worked at a factory and like we all kind of had like our breaks at different times. So I wasn't always just like eating with my friends. So a lot of the times I would just sit by myself. I feel like that signifies that I want to be left alone. But <laughs> if I was sitting anywhere close to like where you actually heated up your food and there was a man there, like he felt the need to talk to me. Like it was never a woman. Mm-hmm. The women left me alone. Yeah. And the men never bothered the other men that they didn't know. It was always a man bothering me when I was trying to eat. So I started sitting, like, in the very far corner. Like, I just hate the idea of, like, a man feeling entitled to a conversation or your time. Like, your precious free time. Well, that dude was such a trash can. Just, like, saying that uh, 
that like women are supposed to be submissive. No, and there's no, such a double no, standard. No, people are supposed to be fucking people. <laughs> and then if you choose to be in a relationship with somebody, you are both individual people that are just like saying, "Hey, we want to do this adventure called life together." But you're still both individual people. Like people are people. Nobody's supposed to be fucking submissive to somebody else. Like, yeah, maybe somebody has certain responsibilities. Somebody, you know, takes leadership roles for like other responsibilities. But like you're both individual people. Nobody controls the other. If you think that somebody is supposed to control the other person, you're just a fucking trash can and you don't yeah. you shouldn't be in a relationship. You're just a grade A loser. Yeah, like, and then also on government assistance and bragging about having a free apartment. It's like truly the lowest level of human scum. Yeah, I uh, Which is all we talk about. I'm on glad this that podcast. there was <laughs> I'm glad that there was at least the other person there that was watching. Like you've noticed that like I'm someone who's always like You're super always that other I'm you super observant. And, like, yeah. Uh well, like we were in Seattle not too long ago and like you completely didn't notice this, but we were like walking with um we were walking with a crowd of people that were like leaving the concert and then I heard some glass break and I saw uh and then I heard a car alarm go off. And then I saw three people come off from a side street and just kind of join like the group of people um, that were like leaving the concert. And I told you, I was like, slow down. Like we want to stay further away from them. And then they, uh, at another point they stopped and I saw them like looking through like the glass window of like a business yeah. and we kept on walking and, and you didn't notice, notice any of this. You didn't notice any of it. I was tired and I had like. <laughs> cherry sized blisters on my feet <laughs> and then the other the other thing that you didn't notice was the next morning so that was at like that was at like 1 a.m at the end of the concert then the next morning we went and walked and got coffee and we literally walked two blocks down the road and got coffee as we were walking back there was somebody walking down the sidewalk on the same side of the sidewalk as us wearing all black with like um I know the gator, it's called a gator when it like goes around like your face and neck, but there's some that kind of go over your head too, almost like a ski mask, but it leaves like your whole like uh, nose and like, it basically leaves your whole face open, but it covers like your chin, your neck and like the top of your head. Um, so they had on a black one of those, all black clothes, a black backpack, a black face mask on, and they were carrying like three or four like backpacks and purses. I was like, that guy's definitely been breaking windows and like yeah. robbing bags. And like, I just, uh, we kind of just scooted over and I just kind of nodded at him and just kept walking. Like, I was like, whatever. Like, I guess I'm, it's just like, I don't. If I don't look in somebody's direction, like if I'm walking in a crowded city, like I'm usually not just observing every little thing that's going I am. On. I'm I always should. hyper I'm, aware I'm saying of I everything. Should. But I'm <laughs> I'm glad that you did. I guess I'm just not really used to having to look out for that sort of thing. Yeah. But it was just like we were in like downtown Seattle and I was like, yeah, like we weren't even we were there for like less than 24 hours because we got there at like 5 p.m one day and then left at like 6 a.m the other day so we were there for like 13 hours and we already saw like two people no, just I'm, like robbing cars I'm grateful for you yeah that was crazy but yeah like i'm super observant of stuff like that all the time and like super observant of like people making other people uncomfortable and yeah i'm not scared to like step in and say something yesterday i had to <laughs> tell off a KFC manager for being rude to his employees and he just completely ignored me like I did not exist yes okay okay so you're you sent these text messages but they came to me in a different order so when I'm going to read KFC, them I thought about like the first quote <laughs> that I sent you 
So you texted me. So the the bottom two came in a different order. So you texted me saying, I love that KFC claims that they have the world's best chicken. <laughs> it says that on the poster. Uh, and I said, yeah, it's ridiculous that they're allowed to say that. Um, and then, so these are the two messages that were flipped. You said, I just told off this KFC manager and he didn't even have anything to say about it. So I thought you were referring to the fact that they have the world's best chicken and you told him off about that. I was like, what the fuck is going on? She's unhinged. And then the other message came through after saying fucking loser being mean to his employees. Like That's what I told him off for. Like. Yeah, that's so fun. But like when you just said I told the manager off, I assumed that you were talking about the first message about like <laughs> KFC having the world's best chicken. It was so like funny. I file like an official complaint. Yeah, like I then, call corporate. Yeah. So I actually don't think you no. I don't think you sent them in the wrong order. It just wasn't clear. And then yeah. when you called him a fucking loser, I was like, Oh, okay, that's why she told him off. But like you just said that you told him off without explaining why. So I just naturally assumed that you told him off about the world's greatest chicken. Yeah, if if you are being rude to your staff, honestly, like I'm gonna say something yeah. at this point. Yeah, like fuck I don't you. I do not tolerate that shit. Yeah, I was listening to some podcasts uh, yesterday and one of them, uh, it was a story that I had heard in the news, um, but this, it happened like in 2020. So I heard it a while back and then I heard it like listening to the backlog of this podcast episode and they were talking about this like Olive Garden manager who like sent out an email to their employees and it was like, we are no longer accepting people calling out like if your dog died, you need to bring the dog in as proof. If your mom got sick, you need to bring us proof. If you got sick, you need to bring us a doctor's note. Like, no more calling off for, like, stupid shit without proof. Like, if you don't want to work here, don't fucking work here. If you call out more than once, unexcused, in the next 30 days, you're done. You no longer work here. This is fucking Olive Garden. Like, you probably pay these people minimum wage. Probably pay the servers less than minimum wage, and then they have to get tips to make it up. Like, fuck you. Like, you work at fucking Olive Garden. Nobody gives a fuck. You should Nothing expect... If you're a manager... If you're a no manager... Job. If you're a manager at fucking Olive Garden, you should expect that 10% of your staff is going to call out every day. Like, it's a fucking low-paying, shitty-ass job at a company that doesn't give a fuck about their employees. Fuck you for caring that much. People are people. You're not loyal to your employees. Why the hell would you expect them to be loyal to you? Yeah, and also, like, this manager, like, I guarantee you Olive Garden isn't fucking loyal to them. Like, Olive Garden would let them go in a fucking heartbeat. Actually, I bet after all that went public, they probably got fired, which that's honestly the funny part because it it looked, it made Olive Garden look really bad. Like, I kind of want to look it up now, but I hope she got fired for, like, sending out that email because... That would just be so funny because it proves that the company doesn't give a fuck about anybody that works there. So, like, you honestly shouldn't care that much. Like, I know it's frustrating if people are calling out all the time, um, especially when it's, like, unexcused. Because, like, that's why I just quit my job recently was because there was somebody who was literally calling out two or three. He worked four days a week and he was calling out two to three times a week. And I was having to cover his shifts and I was working, like, 70 to 80 hours a week. And, like they would never punish him like he was calling out unexcused never any punishment i worked there for over a year and he never once in the entire year that i worked there showed up 
on time for every single shift for a full week not once the entire year and he got in the entire year i was there he got written up one time and what was bullshit was i was trying to get you hired there as a delivery driver and um they wouldn't hire you because they said oh we're fully staffed and i'm like no i'm working 70 to 80 hours a week covering this fucker's shifts because he never shows up for work like fucking let his ass go and bring someone in who's consistent yeah and so the fact that they would never punish him i was like it's not worth it and i walked out yeah, one he day was really I, stressing you out yeah I, I just walked out i was like the only reason i was working the 70 to 80 because like I could have always said no. Like when I was asked to come in and cover shifts, I could have said no, but I wanted the overtime. I wanted the extra money. But when it got to a point where I didn't need the overtime, I didn't need the extra money and I was just getting pissed off about it. Um, I started covering less and less of the shifts. And then I just got to a point. I was like, look, you, these people were no longer hiring because they said we were fully staffed, but we were fully staffed with shitty fucking employees. It's like, no, you need to still be doing interviews. Like they were refusing to even do interviews. It's like, no, you need to be doing interviews and looking for better people to replace the shitty fucking staff. Yeah, they did but not care. The fact to do that, that they didn't want to do that, I was like, I don't want to work with a bunch of shitty people. So I just left. Yeah. Like they were like, it was just so bad. It was just like toxic. And so I was like, fuck it. If you if you aren't going to get rid of the shitty people, you're going to lose the good employees. So I dipped. I if was you, out. Honestly, if you work in a place, like in a work environment that isn't toxic, like you need to realize how fortunate you are because I've never had that experience and I've probably had like 10 Okay, yeah. Jobs. So Domino's was super toxic when I was the general manager. The one time <laughs> that it wasn't toxic was when you were the general manager and we were able to hire people who were great yeah, at and their like, job. The the store we were in wasn't toxic, but still we had a shitty owner because that was like yeah. when we were like back in Arkansas. So like you delivery drivers, because I was the GM, you were a delivery driver. You still made less than minimum wage. Like minimum wage was like $10 an hour, but you made like seven an hour and people did not tip well in Arkansas. Like literally most days it was like 35 to 40 yeah, percent of people would so tip. Bad. So like you would you would still barely make minimum wage as a delivery yeah. driver and it just it wasn't worth it. Um, I mean, so around while, the time I left, I was making about like 15 ish an yeah. hour. Yeah. So like the and that was pretty good for Arkansas. The people we worked with like in the store weren't toxic, but like our owner was still a shitty franchise owner who didn't give a fuck about his employees. The only time they showed any semblance of giving a fuck was when they tried to get me not to move to Oregon because I was getting paid salary of $800 a week and they offered me and I was getting 10% of profits, which when I took over the store, the month before I took over, they had profited $800. The month after I took over the store, we profited 15000 yeah. So, um, yeah, they tried to give me $1,200 a week plus up my bonus to 15%, but I was like, nah, fuck you. I'm out of here. <laughs> well, we got way off topic. Um, yeah. Time to wrap things up, but thank you for listening if you made it this far. And if you have a story that you would like to send in, you can send those in to becarefulouttherepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and be sure to give us a follow if you want new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And as always, be, be careful, careful out, out there. there. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.